Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science as we invite a new expert every week to help us answer one of science's most interesting questions. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. And which question have you selected this week as one of science's most interesting? A new report on vaping caught my eye a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, since both of my children smoke and one of them vapes, I thought, wouldn't it be Hang good? On, uh, vapes as well as smokes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. It's combo. called dual use. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've, I've been reading the literature. Uh, yeah, it's it's perfect, isn't it? So, um, so I'm interested to know, basically, you know, if vaping is better than smoking, and uh, it's kind of obvious that the answer might be yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I just thought we'd kind of you know look into it. Vapes are everywhere. I've seen some researchers claim it's basically going to take us into a public health catastrophe. Um, so I'm wondering, is you know, is vaping actually any better than cigarettes? Uh, and um, if so, is it without harm? So that's kind of what we're going to look into. Um, okay. Have you have you ever I've vaped? Never, never vaped. I don't think. No, me neither. Have you ever smoked? No. Uh, yeah, occasionally. So if if I get drunk, I, I might have a couple of cigarettes. Right. But I can't. I mean, sober, I, I wouldn't be able to. I mean, I'm I'm really not a smoker. I'm the sort of no, I'm the same. Ideal, yeah, great. Smoker. So we can both talk about yeah. it. Yeah, from all our experience. Yeah. I mean, the only time I've smoked cigarettes is when I was very drunk and I had like one cigarette. And this is like, you know, literally early 20s. I had a hangover that lasted for 48 hours after that for some reason. I felt at that point that smoking wasn't for me. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that the smoking wasn't the key factor. Oh, I, I think it I think it was. I think it the combination... It doesn't help. It, it, doesn't it help certainly didn't hangers. help me. Mm. No, no. I've not really touched one since, I don't think. I think I might, actually. Uh, a few years ago, our mutual friend, and you, you, you better guess who this is, and I think it's probably fine to say who it is, uh, but anyway, I was at his, and he was smoking, uh, well, I think, like cannabis oil or something right. from a, I think it was from a vape, although I genuinely didn't know what it what it yeah, was, okay. was a few years ago. Yeah. I'd never I'd never seen one. Some sort of machine. That, <laughs> and he was quite sort of into it. Yeah. He said it was a purer way of doing it. Of course it um, was. And so I had a go on that. And actually, it was more agreeable than... Like, if I, I can't smoke... Than smoking a joint. I can't, I can't do that. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I, I get a massive headache and pull a whitey. Like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. Whereas on, okay. on, on this, uh, it, was, it was quite pleasant, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's my only experience. And I'm I'm guessing that was a vape because I don't know what else it could have been. So he was an early adopter? He was an early adopter, yeah. God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's all over his drug paraphernalia, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Why don't you settle back? Settle back. And have a full-flavoured smoke. Have a Marlboro cigarette. Make yourself comfortable. Have a Marlboro. There are about 6.9 million adult smokers in the UK. That is a number that has continued to decline since 1974, 
We've seen laws restricting where you can smoke, how cigarettes can be advertised, and huge government campaigns encouraging people to quit. When you smoke, the chemicals you inhale cause mutations in your body, and mutations are how cancer starts. If you could see the damage, you'd stop. Cigarettes have slowly been falling out of favour, but whilst people may be stubbing out their smoking habits, they've not quit puffing away altogether. The number of adults vaping in the UK has seen a sharp increase. It's a craze that swept the country, gaining huge popularity amongst young people in particular. But how much do we actually know about these fruity e-cigarettes and what they might be doing to people's bodies? Could they actually be worse for you than cigarettes? That's why this week we're asking, is vaping our next public health emergency? So we have got, as our experts for, the, for this, not one... Experts! N- experts, plural, not one, but two of the authors of this report that I was talking about. You know, I mean, th- this is the kind of reach we've got, is we see something that interests us, and we reach out, and they say, of course, of course we'll help. Two. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm reeling from two experts. Yeah, we've yeah. never had two experts. So we've got Eve Taylor, who's a research assistant at King's College London, and uh, Dr. Katie East, who is a Society for the Study of Addiction academic fellow at King's College London. Uh, and what's so, their report? So the, the report is called Nicotine Vaping in England. Uh, it was commissioned by Public Health England uh-huh. uh, and the Office for Health Improvement and Disparities in the Department of Health and Social Care. So it's a government report, uh, just published at the end of September. And basically, you know... According Office to for re- Health Improvement and Disparities. Yeah, I've never heard of it never either. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, basically, a recent report showed that people aged 11 to 18 had doubled the amount of vaping they're doing. Uh, I think from, you know, from 2020, it was like 4%, and now it's 8.6%. So, sorry, not doubled the amount of vaping. No, sorry, the numbers numbers of of those people people vaping have doubled in the last couple of years. So it seems like a good time to ask if, you know, if this is kind of taking us somewhere we don't want to go. And, and of course, smoking has fallen over that same period. By a comparable amount? By, uh, it's gone down slightly. So from 6.7% of those that age group to 6%. Mm. So it's not. So you get the impression there is some dual use going on there. So, yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, this is quite fraught, isn't it? Because A, it feels quite soon to be drawing any conclusions about vaping because it hasn't been around yeah, for long enough. Yeah. So certainly, if you want to know what the long-term effects are, well, good luck. You're going to have to wait. That, yeah. that's, just, that's just a fact, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you'd look at the tobacco industry, who are obviously uh, pivoting uh, quite enthusiastically uh, towards vaping at the moment, and remember how they <laughs> obfuscated and lied about the science behind smoking for and so long. For so and long, got away with it for and so, so long. successfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they pioneered this whole idea of just cast doubt on the science. Yeah, all you need to do is tell politicians it's not settled yet. I and mean, we've talked about this before because yeah, it's, 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 it's used in climate it's, change, yeah, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's the absolute playbook that all of the, the yeah. climate change yeah. dickheads uh, use. So you'll be very pleased to know that the tobacco industry is doing exactly the same thing with vaping. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> so, um, the, so there was a study out recently about conflict of interest uh, like when it's declared by the researchers who are doing studies into vaping. And basically, if you're doing um, st- uh, studies into vaping 
and you have um, some kind of uh, conflict of interest, but, you know, you're getting money from big tobacco or whatever, uh, only 39% of papers found harmful effects, like potentially harmful effects in vaping. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't have tobacco money, 95% of the papers <laughs> found oh, potential gosh. harmful effects. I mean, it's embarrassing, isn't it? It's, it's sort embarrassing of is, isn't how- it? easy it is to turn scientists' heads to win a bit of money. <laughs> so, so seven... Are you sure these are bad for you? Have a look at this skrilla. <laughs> 7.7% of tobacco industry-related studies found potential harm. Only 7% mm-hmm. and like 95% of the others like were like, nah, the, you know, there is potential harm here. And of course, nobody's able to draw full, proper conclusions yet. No. But, but they're definitely saying... As long as they're not being bought by tobacco, they're saying, "Okay, we need to sort of take a good hard look at this." Um, and and they, you know, it's it's really interesting because they um, have bought into vaping. Mm. So literally, like um, British American Tobacco in 2019 had a market share in the vaping industry of 12 percent, mm. and Juul, which you have probably seen Juul vapes around, uh, so they're part owned by Altria which is a company I hadn't heard of, doesn't take long to dig into it, and it's actually Philip Morris. Sure. <laughs> so um, so in 2003, Philip Morris basically became Altria, and uh, and they own 26% of the vaping market now. Mm. So so they're, you know, they're sort of digging in there, and they're getting involved. The, the name changes are always suspect as well, aren't they? <laughs> and like, um, why is it that you don't? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Not to trust you. I sort of all. feel sorry for guys. I mean, there must be a lot of people around called Philip Morris, mustn't there? <laughs> well, it used to be called Philip Morris. Now they're all called Altria. Yeah. <laughs> You'd change your name, wouldn't you? This is my husband, Altria. What? <laughs> So obviously, you know, we've had to be very careful, you know, and and uh, I can tell you that neither of our experts have conflicts of interest here. Oh, that's good. That so is good. you know, so we've done a sort of due diligence on this. Um, so I basically uh, started off by asking Eve what happens when we inhale a vape compared to a cigarette. When you inhale a vape or you inhale from a cigarette, it goes into your mouth and then down into your lungs. So they enter the body in similar ways. However, tobacco cigarettes are, they've been lit, they're like combusting, so the tobacco is burning. So there are much higher temperatures and this means there's much higher exposure to lots of carcinogenic compounds and lots of different toxicants that are reaching the lungs um, and then traveling into the bloodstream. So obviously they affect the health of the lungs, but it's going to the bloodstream that's also affecting the health of the whole body. And when you vape, it's a quite similar way. So it goes into the mouth, goes into the lungs, it then crosses into the bloodstream. So this is how the nicotine is getting into your body as well. However, there's much lower levels of these harmful chemicals and toxicants. They're almost at similar levels of people that are not vaping and not smoking. When you think about nicotine, so nicotine from cigarettes hits you a lot quicker, again, because it's been combusted, it gets into the bloodstream a lot quicker than if you're vaping. However, experienced vapors can kind of like learn how to puff and the types of e-cigarettes they can use and they can generally get as high nicotine from a vape as from a cigarette. Yeah, so I mean, we've talked about nicotine in another episode. Yeah. Um, but essentially with nicotine, once you're addicted, it doesn't make you feel any better. It just gets you back to feeling normal. Yeah. And that's sort of the problem with all addiction. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, Normality is only temporary, and then you have a then you sort of feel 
bad. I mean, that's the awful thing it. about nicotine, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. and we'll talk more about nicotine later. But basically, once you're addicted to it, you only feel like how everyone else feels when yeah. you've got your nicotine going on. And as soon as yeah. it drops away, you start to get that sort of sense yeah. of, I need something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but Can I but, just quickly say a bit of kudos to the absolute legends <laughs> who, who have figured out how to vape optimally to course, get as much yeah, nicotine yeah. in as possible. <laughs> people, I mean, are, people are always going to... Um, What's the uh, sort of gaming? Those it, kind of things, gaming yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but you know, straight away, you know, what our experts seem to be saying is, is like we're not seeing a significant amount of harm, mm. like obviously from from vaping. It's like you know, there's the nicotine, but, the, but you know, you're not seeing like you know. She said the levels are sort of of chemicals similar to people who aren't vaping. So um, well, immediately, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So so that that's kind of interesting. Presumably, um, there's some variation though. Like different vape companies, different vapes will have different levels of of well, different ingredients for starters, and different amounts of toxins. Yeah, yeah, they they will, but they're they're sort of limited in a certain certainly in the UK by sort of regulations. So you can have only two percent nicotine in the in the solution itself now there's going to be some variation because of like different ingredients mm. and you'll get different kinds of toxins i guess depending on you know flavorings and everything else but you know it's sort of um you're at least sort of limited by by the sort of you know the ability to to you know how much you can vape so so a vape i mean for those who don't know you've got um a, ba- a vape is basically made of a, a battery a coil and a liquid that the coil heats up and yeah. it's and it um evaporates and then you inhale the vapor that comes out of that right Mm -hmm. and that's got the nicotine in and those things come in various levels of complexity so i remember when vaping started and everyone had these sort of you know bond villain-esque sort of pens do you remember those yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. those are like the basic bitches of vaping Mm -hmm. and now we're on to what's called fourth generation vapes so it's a bit like iPhones, <laughs> effectively. You know, the technology gets better and better. But uh, uh, you know, in the UK... But they're still doing the same thing. They're still effectively doing the same thing, just sort of better. So that's what the manufacturers say. So so you can't have more than two mil of the liquid in a tank. Um, uh, the, uh, the refill is... Um, I think it's like one container is 10 mils. That, those are the regulations in the UK, at least. Um, nicotine strength, no more than 20 milligrams per milliliter. And they've got to be child resistant and tamper proof, mm-hmm. uh, and you're not allowed to have colourings, caffeine, or taurine in there, which is kind of interesting. Oh, taurine, which is the stuff that uh, is in like Red Bull. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, like, a monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Taurine's quite good for you actually, um, in that you need some taurine to overcome fears and stuff like that. That's a kind of different subject, but actually birds seek out taurine for their chicks when they're first newborns. Uh, you get it from eating spiders. I'd love to see a robin just necking a can of monster. <laughs> Doesn't need to. He's got spiders. <laughs> well, one thing that strikes me about the sort of the difference between cigarettes and vaping is that obviously cigarettes have a a natural end, and then you have to light yeah. a, another one. And you know, some people chain smoke, but with vaping, you can pretty much just sort of endlessly puff on one vape. And you see this, that, yeah, yeah. You see this, don't you? Yeah. People have just got constantly got the thing in their mouth, mm. constantly pulling on it. And actually, um, so I'm not sure how aware people are, like what the comparison is between, you know, puffing on a cigarette and puffing on a vape. But um, you've got, uh, I think it's like a 10 mil bottle. It's basically like a thousand puffs on a vape. Mm-hmm. And if you do a hundred puffs, so a tenth of that, so yeah. one mil, yeah. uh, that's about 10 to 15 cigarettes. 
which is quite a lot of cigarettes. That is quite a lot. I think. I mean, yeah. Spoken as a non-smoker. But, you know, if you're getting through 10 to 15 cigarettes a day, you're probably thinking, okay, I've got a habit, mm. at least. But I suppose the key thing, though, is am I, am I doing myself any harm? I mean, with 10 to 15 cigarettes, I know that I'm doing myself quite a lot of harm. Yeah. With the equivalent vaping, I'm not so sure. Well, I don't know. So apparently the, the sort of the gauge is that if you're doing more than 10 mil of liquid on your vape a day, you're a ha- heavy vapor. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess that's you know that's one refill a day is mm. is is more than a thousand puffs. So that's that's what. So we're talking about that's a hundred cigarettes. Mm. But yeah, I bet I mean, there's people uh, who are doing that. I bet there's people who are doing that because well, they're on it all it's day. Just much easier, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just sort of refill. If you were smoking a hundred cigarettes, you'd be oh, like, oh, you would be. Might have to uh, <laughs> gonna have to try and rein this in. I think. <laughs> I mean, the expense apart from anything else. Yeah, yeah. So, so um. It's interesting because I see people sort of vaping constantly and, and and they don't seem to sort of take a break from it at all. Well, I guess you can do it entirely absent-mindedly yeah. in a way that, I don't know, it feels like smoking is a bit more proactive. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, you, You've got to go through a set procedure to kind yeah. of... Especially if you're like rolling your own or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a whole ritual process, of it, which might be well, part that's of the way whole that people, thing. Yeah. Like, I know a yeah. lot of people have tried to cut down the amount of cigarettes they smoke by just smoking rollies. Yeah. Because it just takes longer and you can't yeah. be asked. Yeah. I remember when people used to say, I'm cutting down because I'm only smoking Marlboro Lights now. Mm. <laughs> and all the research has shown, nah, that's not you cutting down. No. I mean, Marlboro Lights and, and those sort of low tar cigarettes, everything was just like a, another tobacco industry scam, basically. But, but also, but- e- even if you were doing that, you'd probably just end up smoking more because you're like, I'm not getting the hit that yeah. I want. yeah. Yeah, mm. whereas those legends who've learned how to vape yeah. like, most efficiently. <laughs> um, so, vape, brilliant. so vaping's been around for, what, 15 years? Yeah, 20, yeah. 20 yeah, tops, yeah. but... Well, for our friend, maybe 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah our early adopter. But more um, the thing that, just anecdotally, I'm seeing and hearing about a lot from teachers, actually, in schools, is that young people are really using it a lot more. Do we do we have any research about the I guess the accessibility of vaping for for young people? Yeah, so um, obviously you know what you see is like bright colours and fruity flavours as well. You know, are obviously the the thing. Um, a bit like you know when alcohol pops sort of first yeah, came onto yeah. the market, the yeah. idea of mixing fruit juice with you know with alcohol, and all of a sudden you had something that was really palatable to young people. Yeah, and and I think this is a kind of similar thing, but. Um, I asked uh, Dr. Katie whether this is, in fact, attracting more young people. So there are studies about the associations between vaping and smoking and young people vaping before they start smoking. And one of the top lines from the report is that if you don't smoke, don't vape. And vaping isn't risk-free, particularly for young people who have never smoked. But obviously you do get people vaping first and then smoking first. However, the evidence suggests that youth are also likely to smoke first and then vape first. I think it's just that a lot of the focus is on the vaping and transitioning to smoking. And again, the evidence suggests that kids who try stuff try lots of different things. So if you try vaping, you also are more likely to try smoking, not because of the vaping, but because you're a person in a certain setting or part of a certain group or in a certain environment. That means you're likely to try both products, not that the vaping causes the smoking.
so essentially, just if you're the sort of person who is interested in trying something new, interested in sort of yeah. seeking novelty, yeah, then yeah, you might try vaping, and then you might also try smoking. But it's more about you than it is yeah. the vape. So you'll be on the statistics as maybe having vaped first and therefore, you know, and then gone on to smoke. Therefore, you know, they see it as a gateway. But, but actually, it's not causal. No, I, I don't yeah. think there's much evidence that it really is causal. Mm. That said, I think there's a lot of doctors and, and, and medical professionals who are sort of starting to say, no, you know, we've got to stop vaping because it's it's going to lead to at least a generation hooked on nicotine. And they're, you know, they're, you know, we're going to have this sort of terrible sort of healthcare catastrophe coming. So, so the guy called Andrew Bush, right, mm. who's a consultant pediatric chest physician at Royal Brompton Harefield Hospitals, he said in The Guardian, I'm concerned that we are sleepwalking into a public health catastrophe with a generation of children hooked on nicotine. And um, he was part of a, a group that put out this statement from the European Academy of Pediatrics. And I'll read it. So, so they said, the EAP notes that nicotine is itself a drug of addiction with toxicity to the fetus, child and adult. And were vapes only to contain nicotine, they used to create a new generation of addicts would be rigorously opposed. However, e-cigarettes include numerous unregulated chemicals, including known carcinogens, whose acute and long-term toxicities are unknown. The EAP asserts that there is incontrovertible evidence that the acute toxicity of e-cigarettes is greater than that of traditional tobacco smoking. So it's like, whoa, that's, that's, that's a very that's strong, strong statement, That's, that's right? strong stuff, and I think I've got a number of issues with it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, I mean, first, there, was, there, was, there was a study published in March that said it's not, there's no gateway effect. You, know, you can't find it. Irrespective of the gateway effect, that um, European Academy of Pediatrics quote is mad on, an, on a number of levels, I think. Firstly... Um, they're saying if if the vape only contained nicotine, they would still oppose that because it creates a new generation of addicts. But you're not telling me what is wrong with nicotine. Like what yeah, what yeah, is nicotine yeah. doing that yeah. is bad for someone? Like they're saying yeah. there's there's toxicity to the fetus, child, and adult. I don't think I've ever seen anyone claim that or back. No, no. So I mean, you can't just make it up also toxicity is a, is a, you know that's a that's too vague a term isn't really it? vague you know so um anyway so there's, so, there's nothing the, wrong like, i suppose my point is there's nothing wrong with being addicted to something if that thing doesn't yeah. cause you any harm is there well i don't think so if i'm addicted to exercise i mean for example well, me i'm i'm addicted to caffeine you know unashamedly yeah, and, and, and you know, i think i am as well the only i mean if i don't drink caffeine and i i get a headache yeah I, I, do. I just do drink caffeine so yeah, it's fine. exactly and so because it's widely available yeah, what is the issue like i don't yeah, think i don't think it's doing me any harm I you know people would say oh you know it affects your heart health or you know but not mm. to any significant degree look at mm. me i'm just fit as a butcher's dog so you yeah know. i mean you I, I look at you and i think this guy what 51 but he's 52 <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, so uh, I guess my point of reading that out is, is, you know, on the one hand, you know, our experts for this program are saying, you know, there's no evidence that it's actually problematic and we're not seeing toxicity levels mm. higher than, than their sort of average yeah. population. Doesn't uh, look like a gateway. Yeah, it doesn't look like a gateway. Mm. And then other, you know, other groups of professionals are saying, you know, this is a, a catastrophe in waiting kind of thing. And so there's no sort of consensus and there's actually confusion really about it at the moment and uh fundamentally are you gonna st i mean have you ever succeeded in stopping young people smoking mm. or taking nicotine or other drugs you know nobody's ever succeeded in that 
is this coming from, um, and apologies for a sort of vague pun in what I'm about to say, that scientists have had their fingers burnt <laughs> in the past by tobacco companies and now they are just on red alert that they just cannot bear the thought of that happening again, what happened with cigarettes. Maybe, yeah. Which, yeah. And which to be fair, is a legitimate... Yeah. It's sort of, of an concern, un- but unconscious it's, it's, bias. It's, almost like it's a unscientific. It's sort of like a conflict of interest in the other direction, in a way, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. you're so concerned not very, to, very not to endorse anything to do with you know mm. big tobacco, quite understandably. Yeah, that you yeah. actually might be overreacting to uh, you know what's going on in in this particular instance. Um, you know, but I mean, young people love it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 do. I mean, you can just sort of. I mean, obvious things like you can sort of vape without your parents finding out yeah. in a way that smoking was always difficult because you come home and you smell of cigarette smoke, yeah. whereas vaping, yeah. you can pretty much it's just bubble do, gum, do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I really mean, like, and it? you don't need to learn how to. I mean, basically, you just need to press the switch and yeah. breathe in, don't you? So you yeah. don't have to roll a cigarette. You don't need a lighter. You don't you have know. the embarrassment of that first cigarette where you're just like. <laughs> 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 it doesn't go stale, you know. It's like yeah. Um, Sorry, can we just quickly go back? Sorry, I don't want to obsess about the what are they call European Academy of Pediatrics, but they're saying the toxicity of e-cigarettes is greater than that of traditional tobacco smoking. Where are they getting that from? I don't know. I don't know. And it's sort it's of extraordinary. It feels like that's an overreach that's going to do them damage in the long run, it, it, isn't it? It, Exactly, because you read that and you just go, oh, well, that's bollocks. Yeah. So why would I trust anything that you say? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I like it when we argue with the experts. Well, actually, we're not arguing with our experts. No, we're arguing no. with some other experts. Yeah, yeah. Balance, some stuff interest we... of balance. <laughs> uh, but before we take down this, can have a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk about the toxins in vape flavourings, addiction, and then the question: Is vaping our next public emergency? 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back. So one of the big differences between cigarettes and vapes, obviously, is the fact that they don't smell and taste like tobacco. I get, can you? I assume you probably can get tobacco flavored vapes. <laughs> I mean, that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? But if I'm a smoker, I might. That might be my. I don't think any smoker's going. Oh, I fancy a bit of a tobacco flavor. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not an expert, as I say, but I, I think tobacco is the thing that you just get used to and tolerate. Right. I don't think you like anybody goes out looking for t- tobacco. F- what about like a cigar flavored vape? Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a niche market, and probably not for the 16-year-olds. No, no. I mean, it'd be a a very surprising result at the end of this episode if I launched my own uh, vapes. (laughs) Do you know what? I've got a really good idea. Cuban vapes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All Katie just flashed up uh, an image of a load of tobacco-flavoured liquids. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. Shows yeah, what yeah. I know. There you go. Tobacco flavour vapes. Can you get cigar flavour vapes? Thank you. She's having a look. <laughs> yes, you can. Damn it. <laughs> it's the, the, the Havana. <laughs> of course. They're of course all over there it. Is. Yeah, all yeah. Over it. yeah okay, British fine. American tobacco never miss a trick, do they? Well, there goes my business idea. Yeah. Real shame. But anyway, there's a lot of <laughs> lovely additives, I presume, going into all of these flavors. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do we know about the chemicals that are being used in those flavorings? All right, so first of all, we know that uh, traditional, you know, normal tobacco cigarettes contain around 7,000 chemicals, many of which are toxic. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be the kinds of people who talk about chemicals as if all chemicals are bad. No. Because chemicals are everything, right? Yeah. But, but some of those are toxic yeah. chemicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't... And some of them are... Carcinogens. Yeah, some of them are carcinogens. Uh, we don't know exactly what chemicals are in all of the e-cigarettes because basically there's lots of these chemicals are, are approved c- for consumption like in America by the FDA, for instance. It's mm. like, yes, you can eat that. And, and we don't know whether that's slightly, the same as you know, inhaling it. It's different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, inhaling yeah. it may not be a, a good idea. No, I don't uh, want to like, inhale cream, do I? But no, I'm fine to eat it. No. And there was a, a thing in 2019 with people... Not the best example I've ever come up with, I don't think. <laughs> I've just skated on from that. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but it's not a great example. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so there was a thing in 2019 where people in America were hacking their vapes so that they could smoke cannabis oil, like THC stuff. Uh, but people were doing that with... Um, a, th- there was a chemical in it called vitamin E acetate, mm-hmm. and that was causing huge like lung problems for people. So so basically, if you hack your vape to, to smoke cannabis oil mm. and, and you add this stuff in, which is what people were doing, uh, then loads of people were um, hospitalized over it. So, so, you know, it was really bad. It was, um, there was 2,800 hospitalizations and 68 deaths in less than a year. And so everyone went, vaping's terrible. But actually, it was only vaping these hacked vapes that yeah, was the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had, they had a, a sort of, uh, this, is, this, this vitamin E acetate is like a thickening agent that's um, basically something you really don't want in your, your lungs. Mm. So, um, so you know, once you don't have that, actually you, you're taking it. So you've got to put aside all of that when we're talking about the toxins because most, you know, most experiences won't have that. Are we still too early to say whether anyone is actually getting ill from smoking regular vapes? We'll get to that. Okay. All right. But so we've got nicotine. Obviously, that's a that's a toxic substance. It raises your blood pressure, spikes your adrenaline, mm. um, and um, 
you know, obviously that increases your heart rate and your likelihood of having, having a heart attack. I mean, that's sort of, you know, all that nicotine does mm. is, is sort of spike that up mm. and obviously make you addicted to it. Mm. Um, so, so that's not great. Uh, but the thing is that the metal coil that the vaping liquid is evaporated by that's metal, right? So, so um, it takes it contains metal and metal alloys uh, that that you then basically get atoms of those and uh, so molecules. Inhaling you're, some you're inhaling metal fumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, nickel and chromium. If you inhale those, that we know that they're we know that they're carcinogens, mm. right? So, so you know, um, researchers have also found arsenic and lead in the liquid uh, in samples that they've done. Um, doesn't mean it's in all liquids, but you know, but some of them. That's yeah, but what they found. I mean, they're bad news. Yeah, uh, they found flavorants like ethyl maltol, which is basically an artificial sweetener that tastes like cotton candy, and that's long been known to help transport heavy metals into cells. So copper, if you combine it with copper, mm. basically if you put ethyl maltol together with copper and like you know spray it onto a living cell, the cell dies. Mm. Uh, okay. because, because it helps the copper just get in there and, and poison the cell. Mm. Uh, so, um, and those are not just any cells, but lung cells. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so, so, so that's probably not ideal. Um, so you've got uh, propylene glycol, which is um, used, it's actually quite a common additive in food, which is why you can put it in these things. It's also used to make antifreeze, uh, paint solvent, and then you've got acetaldehyde mm-hmm. and formaldehyde been found in the liquids, a weed killer called acrolein. I, I, I think we're straying into that slightly dangerous territory. Yeah. So na- naming, like saying, oh, antifreeze. Yeah. And just sort of, and then immediately thinking, well, that must be bad. Yeah. For okay. You. And I don't fair, think that's fair. quite right. Is yeah. It? No, I, I, I take that. Uh, cadmium has been found, which is a toxic metal. Yeah. We know that's toxic. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you that. Uh, benzene also very bad. Mm-hmm. Causes cancer. Uh, and uh, and of course, generally, I still remember how to draw benzene. It's, it's one of the <laughs> it's few, just a, uh, a hexagon, yeah, it's isn't nice it? hexagon. Yeah, it's yeah. pleasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah very, pleasing very nice. Eye. Not yeah. so great to inhale, though. No, 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 no. I'm much prefer drawing it. Yeah, just draw it. Um, so you know, so you've got all that stuff in there, or it has been found in various liquids, I should say. So you know, none of this is like you know, every one of these things contains this amount of cadmium or this mm. amount of you know weed killer. Um, Interesting research from University of California, Riverside. They looked at um, these fourth generation, like the latest sort of vapes, uh, which have like, they use actually alternating current and and they have a sort of way of controlling the current and the voltage and everything else to sort of, they say sort of maximize the amount of flavor you get. Mm. And you can change the flavor you know, by, by sort of adjusting the parameters, it's a bit like a graphic equalizer or something on, you know, yeah. sort of that kind of thing. Uh, and they found that they um, are very good at atomizing the metal in the, in the coil. Right. So, um, so they found, uh, they found nickel, chromium, iron, gold, copper, zinc, tin, oxygen, oxygen's all right, presumably, silicon, carbon, and sodium in relatively high abundance in, in inhaled, vapor uh and obviously you know these have been linked to illnesses so like cardiovascular and immune system things so um basically the the most abundant were nickel chromium iron and gold so you're inhaling those in those fourth generation you know the top of the range sort of vapes Mm. they're they're putting you know relatively high abundance of metal into your lungs is that a good idea quite no but quite a baller move to just be sort of vaping gold (laughs) (laughs) 
It's got a high end. <laughs> what flavour is that? Gold yeah. flavour? Yeah. <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> what does it taste of? Well, disgusting, but uh, <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, so, you know, but that said, right, uh, there was an experiment to look at, you know, what happens if you expose uh, living cells to vapour from, like, brands of e-cigarettes mm. versus cigarette smoke. So they did, uh, like, the e-cigarette smoke, like, every three days or something. Or so for, uh, yeah, every three days, I think, for a day, for, for one or two weeks, or up, up to eight weeks or something like that. And they, they sort of, you know, didn't see anything remarkable, really, on these cells. But the, when they exposed them to cigarette smoke, the, the cells all died within 24 hours. Mm. So, you know, if we're looking at sort of relative harm, we're definitely seeing, you know, that the vape, although it contains lots of stuff that, that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to be inhaling if you were sensible. Mm. And, the, and this report, by the way, the Public Health England report says... Don't start vaping. You know, don't, don't, if you're not vaping already, then don't start because it's not good for you, but it is better for you probably than, than cigarettes. Yeah, I, so, I think, yeah. I mean, effectively, vaping is being pushed very hard as a, as a smoking cessation yeah, tool. Yeah. And I think it's quite good for that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't seem to me that there is any question at the relative harm of, of vaping yeah. versus smoking. It, it's, it's much better for you. And, Yes, it sounds like there are trace amounts of some stuff that you don't really want to be inhaling. Yeah. But smoking is so much worse. So I guess it does really, like, the, the angle, which is good as a smoking cessation tool. Yeah. So, yes, do that. Yeah. But not something to just take up if you weren't yeah. smoking already. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Yeah. But I am going to come back to this sort of issue that we can't know long-term effects. Yeah, so I, I asked Eve about the long-term effects. We kind of can't conclude on the long-term effects of e-cigarettes because they've only been around for about 10 years and we don't have the data to show long-term effects. I think the longest study that's followed up vapors is about five years. However, you can really kind of extrapolate from what we found in the short to medium term. So the short to medium term, we're very certain that they are significantly less harmful than smoking. However, as scientists, it's not our place to extrapolate that to long-term effects because we don't have the data. There is like a new area of research looking at biomarkers of potential harm, which hopefully will be able to give us some kind of those long-term effects data sooner. So you look at certain markers which are associated with certain disease progression in like 10, 15 years' time. But it's a very new area of science, so we don't quite have the data to confirm yet. But hopefully, you know, that's where the vaping research is going, and we will have that soon. So it's interesting. So, so from my perspective, I, I sort of try to look as, as broadly as possible at the literature mm. that I could find on this. And, and what people are saying is, you know, we don't, we can sort of say there are these chemicals out here. We can't say in any quantitative terms how much harm they're doing. No. You know, so, so we just literally can't say anything. You know, we know there's toxins there. Um, some of those are carcinogenic as well. Uh, so we know people are sort of perhaps likely, if you know, over the long term to develop some kinds of illnesses. And we don't know what those illnesses will be. Uh, there was a, a paper about bladder cancer saying or people who research bladder cancer were saying they see you know the same markers or you know they see biomarkers of carcinogens in e-cigarette users um but again long-term implications are unknown mm. um but they're not you know they're not saying it's a good thing uh 
the people who are doing research on those fourth generation things said um, they are seeing uh, things that are concerning. So they said the certain epithelial, epithelial lung cells are, if you ask basically people to cough and spit into a thing and then analyze it, they're seeing uh, cells there that are coming up that shouldn't be coming up. Uh, from these fourth generation users that aren't coming up from third, second or first generation users. So they've got lung cells that are being damaged clearly to the point mm. where they're just like, you know, there in your in your sputum. Um, so so there's like, you know, there's damage, there's mm. toxins, there's carcinogens, but we actually don't yet know whether... I mean, is it, for instance, worse than air pollution? If you're living in a big city you and you're breathing in, mm. you know, really quite horrible air... Yeah. Is that worse than what you're getting from e-cigarettes? Yeah, I'd be really interested to know the answer. But, to that. And, I, and I suppose the argument would be that 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 is interesting, but not necessarily relevant to the conversation. Should you should we be promoting vaping? Because if if it's bad for you, like t- basically two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably don't want to be encouraging people to do something that is um, just as bad for you as breathing in terrible air in a city. Like no, I'm not saying we. I'm not saying we encourage people to mm. to vape, but at the same time, you know, the the whole thing is is cigarette smoking reduction is, yeah. is the big thing, and yeah. and for that, it seems to be a really good option mm. so far. But the fear is that you've got all these kids who are just starting vaping, who maybe wouldn't have started smoking, but vaping. Yeah. Although so yeah, you say option. that, like there's evidence for that. Oh no, 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 there no. Isn't yeah, 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 no, I think that's the that's what I say. That is the fear. I, yeah. I don't think we know. Yeah. Um it's all very it's very anecdotal, isn't it? Yeah. Not yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um I have heard about popcorn lungs. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So popcorn lung is uh, caused by a chemical called diacetyl. And um and that's um it basically causes lung damage. It's called popcorn lung because there were people who worked in a popcorn factory and they used to put this stuff into popcorn and they breathed it in and they had really sort of bad um, lung problems. Uh, but that's no longer used in, it's no longer permitted, certainly in e-cigarettes in the UK. So that that whole, um, okay. that, that chemical's no longer a, an issue at all. And, um, and the other thing people talk about is vapes exploding. Yeah, yeah they all, people always find things exploding. Like laptops are meant to be exploding all the time, and mm. you know, and um, and electric cars as well. It's like you know, there's, there's a battery problem. Is you know, and actually, basically, you know, there have been cases of vapes exploding uh, or the battery sort of catching fire or whatever or exploding when people keep them in their pockets and maybe they get hot, I don't know, or maybe they're just faulty mm. or maybe they've been like tinkering with them or whatever. But it's it's not common. Yeah. Um, so we've sort of skirted around the, the issue. Um, we don't know yet about the potential long-term effects of, of vaping. We do know that there are some toxins in there. Um, so we suspect that it might not be ideal. What do we know about the addictive properties? Presumably the same as smoking. It's sort of... It has the potential to be the same, but actually the culture of vaping is is quite different to the culture of smoking. So um, actually you can argue that it's worse in a sense because you can just keep puffing away on a vape. Idly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, without even thinking about it, as you say. Whereas, you know, a cigarette is a kind of, you know, start, Mm. smoke, stop kind of thing, and then you have a break. Um, But this is something I I, uh, put to Eve and Dr. Katie. So it's quite difficult to compare the addiction 
of smoking and the addiction of vaping just because the products are used quite differently. So like the measures that we have to measure addiction and smoking don't really apply to vaping. However, what we do have is kind of just questionnaires that we've asked young people and questionnaires we've asked adults about do they feel addicted? Do they feel like urges to vape and smoke? And generally, people who are currently smoking are reporting higher levels of, yes, I'm addicted, and higher levels of, yes, I'm urging to smoke, than people who are vaping. But they do report that there is some addiction and there are the urges. I'm not saying that that's not there. But on the whole, it's generally less than um, people who smoke. 50% of youth said they felt addicted to vaping, but 83% felt addicted to smoking. So it's substantially higher among for smoking than it is for vaping. And you can also vape without nicotine as well. Where's the fun in that? Yeah, I mean, people probably just wouldn't do that, would they? I don't know. Um, uh, if you want to look so, cool like all the other vapors, yeah, but you don't true, want to get addicted actually. to nicotine, who's to yeah. know what's in your in, what's in your little bottle? It's like when I used to get those um, little sugar cigarettes. Yeah, and just be. Uh, <laughs> Uh, cool guy. <laughs> the ones with a little pink end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like, yeah. tried to look like a lit cigarette. Very, very classy. Amazing. Yeah. Um, this is all self-reported, isn't it? Um, this is kind of using yeah. questionnaires to, to gauge levels of addiction. And obviously, questionnaires and self-reporting has a place in scientific study. But it's not hugely it's, reliable. I don't think it is. Like... You, you can't accurately yeah. study addiction just by asking someone. And if this is addicted. why people are talking about trying to get biomarkers because you, know, yeah. you get a much sort of bigger sense of mm. how often and, and and what sort of level people are smoking, yeah. uh, smoking yeah. or in, ingesting nicotine at. But um, you know, it, it's sort of got to start somewhere. And I yeah. think the issue with addiction to nicotine isn't as big as we want to make it. Really, I mean, like we've said, you know, it's not great. It's better not to be addicted to it. Just like it would be better not to be addicted to caffeine, but mm. but but neither of them are doing you. It's not really life threatening. Harm? No, no, I, I don't th- think so. Um, so I'm I'm sort of not that bothered. One of the things it's that, quite human as well, isn't it, to get addicted? Like we yeah, get addicted yeah, to stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we've you'd always, rather be addicted to this yeah. thing that's a bit safer. Yeah, yeah. So Christopher Columbus arrived in the Americas, found the Indians were smoking tobacco. You know, so you know nobody made them do it. Like, go on, give us a puff. <laughs> Actually, they didn't know what to do with it. They got given it as a gift when they arrived. Like the Indians gave them, like um, you know, these, these these tobacco leaves, and they didn't know what to do with them. And then they watched, you know, what the Indians did and started, you know, getting involved. But I mean, it, interestingly, I think you know from what I've observed, and this is anecdotal, I've observed like a lot of young people will tell each other that that nicotine will help them calm anxiety. Even though they, okay. because that's their experience, is it calms their anxiety. They don't realise that actually you get addicted first and then it calms mm-hmm. your anxiety. But lots of them, you know, are in a position, you know, with after the pandemic and with everything that's gone on, where anxiety, you know, we, we I think we probably are in an epidemic of anxiety. So sort of self-medicating and So anxiety. they're kind of being told mm. by their peers, oh, this will help. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe that kind of misinformation is what we should be addressing more than, than the idea that, you know, that you should just never touch this stuff. But hold on, is that misinformation? Well, the, the misinformation is that nicotine will help you if you haven't already started using it. So, you know, you know one you know, teenager says to another, oh, you know, when I get anxious, I find actually a cigarette or vaping really helps, so maybe you should try that. But actually it won't help somebody who hasn't tried it because all that will happen at first is they'll 
they'll just get addicted to nicotine and then they'll get um, extra anxiety basically because of the nicotine withdrawal. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's the kind of information that, you know, that should be sort of pushed more than just like, don't vape, it's a, you know, it's a public health emergency coming along. Does it help anyone then? Is that just a myth? That what? when when so yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, a yeah. standard thing that people smoke to try and like calm their nerves. Yeah, it, 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 do, it do, doesn't do doesn't, that. Doesn't do that. All it does is is take away the jitters that they're experiencing because they haven't had nicotine recently. Right. So they do experience a relief, yeah. but it's not actually but it's relieving not a relief from anxiety. <laughs> no, it's a relief no. from yeah, okay, from yeah, nicotine yeah. withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's try and answer our question: Is vaping our next public health emergency? Uh, I mean, my, I'm, my I'm going with I doubt no. it. Yeah, I think no. And it's certainly a lot better than the last one that is similar, which is smoking. Yeah. But let's see what our experts but, have to say. Yeah. So I think vaping might be one of the solutions to a current public health emergency. So current smokers are likely to die prematurely from diseases such as cancer, respiratory, cardiovascular. At the moment we have six million smokers in the UK and it's predicted around 50% of these people will die prematurely from these diseases. So we're looking at around three million deaths over the next few centuries. So vaping really will be a way to help transition these people away from smoking and towards a healthier lifestyle. The short answer is no, uh, at least not according to the current evidence. Um, and the long answer is that um, the vast majority of people who vape have smoked or currently smoke um, and smoking is a behaviour that we need to stop. Around half of smokers will die from a smoking related illness um, during their life so it's literally flipping a coin like heads or tails will you die from smoking. I love it when we second guess our, our experts yeah, and, 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 correctly. And, and nail it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's a good feeling. It has slightly made me want to try uh, vape though, <laughs> so I don't think don't that's do it. Worked. It's not cool. It doesn't look great. No, no, no. I I, I accept that, but I've never um, like I look at some of the mad flavors and think, well, I do wonder what that is like. Just drink some Monster, mate. I can't drink Monster. Really? It's sort of too bleak, isn't it? Particularly with the given that I get up at three thirty. So imagine that three thirty, reach for the Monster. <laughs> You might have found the solution to your life's problems. <laughs> I don't think I have. Can a monster at 3.30? <laughs> life's a good one. Eureka is a stack production presented by Dr. Michael Brooks and Rick Edwards. The production team is Temi Adebayo, Katie Baxter, Luke Moore and Charlie Morgan. Sound designed by Katie Baxter. Special thanks to today's experts, Eve Taylor and Dr. Katie East. Please subscribe and rate wherever you listen to your podcast. It does make a massive difference. We also really love hearing from you guys. So if you have any burning questions you want us to answer, drop us an email at eureka at stack.london or you can find us, as always, on Twitter at EurekaPod. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.